All right. Good morning, everyone. Oh, let me get set up real quick. Yeah, no, no, no socks today. <laughs> well, I do have socks, but not the funky ones. All right. Sorry, I'm just getting ready. Set up real quick. All right, I'm gonna start off by praying. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence. We just thank you for your presence in this room right now. We don't take it for granted. God, we believe, we know you are here, that you're so intentional with our time together, that you don't waste any time, you don't waste any space, that you have something very, very specific that you want to deposit today, you have encounters for us. You have transformation for us. I just, I just say have your way, Holy Spirit, today. Yeah. We just honor you. We just lift you up. We just magnify you. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to share with you guys today. I'm just going to share a short word with you today. And then we're, I just felt like we were supposed to go into a time of ministry so we're just going to have an extended time of ministry. And uh, Pastor Tommy, if you guys have been with us like the past month or so, he's been preaching about the Holy Spirit. And what I didn't know, but Sarah reminded me, was a, a year ago at, in October, that's when we were last preaching about the Holy Spirit and, and, and His presence. And even last year when we started talking about Holy Spirit, just we had him come in such a powerful way and just profound encounters and I believe that's just what happens like Holy Spirit loves it when you just talk about him when you talk about him he shows up not that he's not here every other you know Sunday but I think what it does it just like engages our awareness of the reality of, of his presence here and I think the angels get excited, and, and the atmosphere is, is pregnant with, like, what God wants to do. And uh, if you guys were here two weeks ago with us, uh, it was just such a powerful Sunday. Um, ever since the beginning of worship, I just felt there was something different in the atmosphere. And I was asking God, what is this thing that I'm feeling? I, I felt his presence, but it, it came in a way that I hadn't experienced in a while, and I felt like it was like a, a, a spirit of power and breakthrough. And if I could even explain that, what it felt like was like that God was going to come and, and without us lifting a finger, he was going to do all the heavy lifting. Like if you were in bondage to whatever it is, just uh, you have strongholds in your mind or, or just been feeling attacked and you know, not, not experiencing like the fullness of freedom in your, in your life, I felt like God was so jealous. He, he, was, he was angry at that. And he's like, I'm going to set you free today. And that's what we experienced. I, I felt like um, just God came crashing in and it was just a powerful time. And as I was like preparing for this week and just praying about it, I was like, I don't think we're supposed to move on. And I feel like that same spirit of power and breakthrough is here today. I feel like God has so much more that he wants to do today. So it's actually uh, taking just a little bit of risk because I'm like, God, I'm just, I just want to open up the floor to you. We're just going to flow with the Holy Spirit today. We're, we're just going like, to give him space to move. We'll see how he does that. So um, before I do that, I, I do want to just talk briefly about... Uh, the Holy Spirit, just continue that, that conversation. And uh, I call this sermon just like the promise of the Holy Spirit. So, uh, Bill Johnson, Pastor Bill in Reading, he says this about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in me for my sake, but he is upon me for yours. The Holy Spirit is in me for my sake, but is upon me for yours. Now, what does that mean? You know, we, we all know that Holy Spirit is in us, right? Resurrection power. That same power that rose Jesus from the grave is, is inside of us, inside of you at this very moment. 
giving life to your mortal, bo- mortal bodies. He's, he's re- regenerating every area of your whole being, body, soul, and spirit. And so we can easily accept that, right? We, we know that. We understand that. But he also comes upon us to empower us with power to be his witnesses. He comes upon us, so, and, and the Holy Spirit flows through us to reach other people, to love other, other people outside of you. And part of that is, is being given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. See, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, aren't only, it's not merely for our own benefit, but it's for the benefit of others. You're able, with the power of the, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you're actually given grace. Grace means supernatural power to do something that you couldn't do without that power. So you're able to do things like uh, prophesy, you know, the secrets of someone's heart, because God is, is giving it to you. Or you could see supernatural healing, not because you're gifted in any way, <laughs> or it's coming from your own power, but it's a supernatural endowment where he's, he's saying, hey, I want you to pray for the sick. They will be healed. Does that make sense? Okay. So the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. That means it's a guarantee that you already have access to the Spirit without measure. The nature of a promise is, is that there's, there's nothing else to it. If God promises something, it's yours. In Acts 2, verse 38, it says this, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. This is very clear. It's really clear. It's, and it's so simple. If you believe in Jesus, you will receive the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's his promise to you. And somehow in the church, I feel like we made things so complicated with the Holy Spirit. So on one side, either, uh, and this was my context growing up in the church, uh, you never even talk about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Who is this Holy Spirit? Or you even, um, you might start believing, yeah, I, I have the Holy Spirit. But you don't actually know what that means or even un- have understanding of like his role in your life. And then you, you might even come up under the context where you're like, oh, we don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or you could believe in both. You're in a Christian context, a church context where, you know, you, you, you grew up in a charismatic church, right? And uh, you've been taught about the Holy Spirit. And you, you've been taught about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So you know, but there's this weird thing where it's like, in order for me to uh, get baptized in the Holy Spirit, I have to try really hard. I have to pray really hard. I have to wait for this magical moment until I somehow have this physical encounter where that can convince me that I'm, already ba- that I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. But until that moment, I feel like a second-class Christian where I'm always wondering, God, do you even love me? Like, like is there something wrong with me? How come I can't receive this? I, I'm asking, I want it, and there's so much striving and performance, and you're trying to earn something that God has already promised to you. His spirit has been poured out on all flesh. Done deal, it already happened. So these are the two things that I just want to address and uh, simplify for a moment today. And I want to start off by giving a simple analogy. Let's say you're a Christian for a long time and you don't even know, you, you don't know much about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You may have ne- never even heard about it. And um, you don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, okay? In that situation, it's like having a bank account and not knowing what's in there. See, God has already deposited into your account the Spirit without measure. It's already in your account. But if you don't know that it's already in there, guess what? You're not going to draw from it. You're not going to make a withdrawal. 
You're not going to make a withdrawal on something you don't believe is there. See, it's already been paid for and given to you. It's already in your possession. And once you become aware of this deposit, then you can make a withdrawal. Simple as that. <laughs> once you know what's in your bank account, you can make a withdrawal. So even if you believe that Holy Spirit is in you, but don't know about or don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, then guess what? You would actually be denying a huge portion of what Jesus died and paid for. It, it would be like having uh, power tools in your possession, right? But not knowing that you have it and not knowing how to use it. So you just try to live this Christian life out of your own self-effort without re realizing this whole time you have a power tool in your hand. I mean, you could do it, but it, it won't be, it, I mean, it won't be as effective, and life will be so much harder. So we made this thing about receiving the Holy Spirit such a mystery, and so confusing, and so hard. And uh, even in my life, like, I remember I would, I, I would go up to, you know, the altar, for altar call to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit has always been drummed up to be this thing where it's like a moment in time versus a truth of, of what's already happened. And so, you know, I would go up and get prayer and then, you know, nothing happens. I'm, I'm not like bursting out in tongues. I'm not like falling on the ground. And the whole time I'm questioning, like, did I get baptized in the Holy Spirit? Like, how come I'm not experiencing this, experiencing that? But you know the basis, what the basis of our whole faith is? It's faith. Faith is being able to believe without seeing. So the truth is God has already poured out his spirit. It's a promise of the Father. That means not only... Has he not just guaranteed that it's yours, but he also really wants to give it to you. Luke 11, verse 11 says this, If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So God's not withholding anything from us. And anything to lead you to believe that he's withholding something from you is a lie. We have to believe in the truth of the written word. Note that he didn't say beg him, that you have to beg him for it. Note that he didn't say you have to pray super hard to him. He said, ask. So why do we have to believe that? That we have to pray so hard, tarry, wait, wait for physical proof that we're, we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And until that time, we just feel disqualified. Like somehow we're, we aren't good enough. There's something wrong with us. Maybe he doesn't love me so much. You know, these are all the things that I thought. And I, was, I just didn't know much. And I was just condemned in my mind. And it didn't produce life in me. It produced like condemnation and death. And that's one way you can tell that it's not, it's not from God. So what we end up doing is we start elevating, needing physical proof over simply believing in the unseen truth, which has always been part of our carnal tendency. We need to see before we believe. But faith requires us to believe before we see. So I believe that once you are aware of the Holy Spirit and that he's available to you, then you can receive him regardless of if you have a physical experience or not. Maybe some might not agree with me, but this is what I wholeheartedly believe. And this is why. If salvation comes by faith and not by your works. So get, just picture this. Like God didn't spare anything to redeem you. 
He gave his most prized possession, the most expensive, expensive thing in the universe for your salvation. Something that you didn't even have to earn. All you have to do is simply believe and receive. So after going through the most extravagant thing, sparing no expense to do that for you, not based on your own self-effort, but just freely given by grace, why would God, this doesn't make sense to me, why would God then make you have to jump through hoops to get or earn the Holy Spirit? Right? That doesn't make sense, right? And I'm not trying to dishonor, like, church history because definitely, like, God, I believe God will come even if we don't have full revelation of things because he loves us. So yes, in the early 1900s, there were revivals where, where people were gathering together, tearing and praying hard, like, God, we baptize. And I think God does honor hunger. We don't need to have perfect theology before he, he comes in a way, because sometimes he comes in a way that bypasses our theology to open up our eyes to, to truth. But one thing that's happened is that now in the church, it's like, okay, this is a formula. This is how you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have to come together in a, a meeting like this. The atmosphere just has to be right. Everything has to be charged up. And then uh, there has to be an altar call. You come up front. You get hands laid on. Then you're blah, da, 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 like out of your control. You didn't even try to. You're bursting out of tongues. You're like falling out in the spirit. Right? That's what we think. And when that doesn't happen, especially to guys like me, <laughs> super, super analytical, I'm like, why are these other people like flopping around, like bursting out of tongues? I don't have that testimony. To this day, I, I've never like fallen out in the spirit like without like, you know, involuntarily or like blacked out or like burst out in tongues out of my control. That's never happened to me. But I know that I know that I know that I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, I've seen Holy Spirit move through my life in, in, in crazy miracles, signs and wonders, healings. I'm not saying this to, you know, just, you know, uh, toot my own horn or anything. But it, it really is, it, the, the way that God has navigated my life like, he did it in such a way because I, he knows that I love everything to be a formula. I want to understand things, right? And I'm, this whole time I'm thinking, oh, it's going to happen to me. And one day in church, I've, you know, after somehow I perfectly unlocked the code, you know, like, I'm, like, spiritually ready. I'm, like, I, 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 I've been reading my word. I've been in the word. I, I don't have any more sin in my life. After I do all that stuff and go into the perfect worship service, it's going to happen. And then time and time again, it doesn't happen. And then I get bitter. And I'm like questioning, why? Why is this not happening for you? How come I'm denied this, right? How many of you guys could relate to me? Yeah? Okay. It, it's, just, it's just so uh, weird to me. So I've I, I just been dwelling on this. And I'm like, God, it just doesn't make sense. I actually want to turn to Acts chapter 18 to kind of explain this a little more. So verse 24 says, Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he only knew the baptism of John. I love this because it's so descriptive. Apollos, he, he, was a, he was a giant, right? He, he was a man of faith. He's been instructed in the word. He's been following Jesus. He's teaching things accurately. But he only knew the baptism of John. Verse 26, so he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. What does that mean? That he, they took him aside and taught him things of the Lord more accurately. I'll get to there. Uh, before we go there, though, I want to talk about what is the baptism of John. And um, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, 
this is John the Baptist. He's saying, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John's baptism is a baptism of repentance, right? And, and they knew that, that the, the Messiah, the Christ is coming, and they're, they're you know, uh, getting a baptism for repentance of sins. And, but John was saying, uh, John the Baptist was saying, but coming after me is, is, is Jesus, the Christ, who is the one that baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So in, in Acts, where Apollos is teaching the things of the Lord, he's already a believer. He, he, but he only knows the, uh, the baptism of John. He's never even been told about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So uh, in two verses later, Acts 19, verse 1. Hope you guys are able to track with me with the scriptures. But uh, verse 1, it says, And it happened while Apollos, the same guy who's at Ephesus, was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, came to Ephesus where Apollo just was. Just remember that. And finding some, some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into, that, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Same thing as Apollos, what he said. Okay? So in my mind, this is what Apollos was doing. He's traveling places. He's preaching the word, preaching about Jesus. Yet he didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He didn't know about that. So his disciples, the people he's, he's preaching to, does, don't know about it either. And Paul's finding this out right now because when Paul came to Ephesus where Apollos just was, this is the same thing that he's encountering. Verse 4 says, Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So, you see here that both Apollos, these disciples both believed. They didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and even Apollos, he taught her the things of the Lord accurately. But once they were told about it, they were able to receive. Simple as that. So, I, I don't see the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a separate instance where, that you have to wait sovereignly for. I believe that once you're instructed more accurately or made aware that it's available, you're ready to receive it. Look, uh, this last verse, I know some of you guys might be saying, but they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And so, but if you read this, it didn't say that they burst out in tongues and they burst out in prophecy without even trying, right? Um, sometimes it does happen. Sometimes God will move on you before you even believe and like, fill you with the Holy Spirit. You're bursting out in tongues. You didn't even know that that existed. That can happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But also what, what can happen is that once you believe, you're, you, you've been made aware that Holy Spirit is available and you receive him, there's also a, a place for you to even step out in faith and activate it in your life. See, a lot of people that I know, uh, you know, people that have been flowing in the Spirit, see miracles in their lives, a lot of them, my friends, like a majority of them haven't had that experience where they just burst out in tongues one day. Same with me. But like the gift of tongues, let me just camp there just a little bit because I feel there's confusion here too. Like the, all the gifts of the Spirit, right, I feel like they're, they're gifts of of faith. Like you have to step out in faith to exercise those gifts. So let's say I want to heal someone, right? It's not going to automatically, out of my control, oh, be healed in Jesus' name, right? It's like, no, I'm intentionally going and I feel like I want to pray for you. Let me, let me pray in Jesus' name, be healed, and that person gets healed. You don't know whether or not, you know, the miracle will happen right then and there, but you step out in faith. Same thing with prophecy, I, although in, in the Old Testament it seemed like prophecy, like, yeah, there, people are just like prophesying, like so like 
I don't know, just endued with the, the Holy Spirit, the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit, where they can't help but it's just coming out, they're prophesying, right? But we know with the gift of, the, of prophecy is that it's a, you have to step out. I feel like God is doing this, and you, you step out to give the word, and, and you, you, you give the word in faith. So how is it any different with tongues? Mind you, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen where, yeah, sovereignly, like some people burst out in tongues. But we, we feel like we can't give validity to ha- having the gift of tongues or exercising it because we think, oh, I'm just making it up. Oh, this is just fake. When faith is always, hey, believe it before you even see it. A lot of people that I know that, that speak in tongues is because they, they activated it. Sometimes it might even just involve you just saying the first syllable in faith and it might feel scary but then like then like the spirit overtakes your mouth and you're saying more and more so yeah to me the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't a separate event after salvation I believe that instead instead of an event or a, a moment in time, it's a truth that I've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit when I've been baptized into Jesus. The matter simply is, am I aware of it and have I received it? Did you receive when you believed? I think this is a thinking that we need to change. Uh, we could talk more and more about this. I'm not gonna dive into Jesus because I bet you could point out here, that, but what about this, what about that? One of the things that might come to mind is in Acts, like how come like whenever the Holy Spirit came on people, they're like prophesying, right? Well, this is the first time the Holy Spirit, this is my thought. This is the first time the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all flesh, right? And sometimes they they needed evidence of like, wow, something new is happening here. It was a witness to other people like, wow, the prophecy is being fulfilled right now that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all flesh. This is the Messiah we've been waiting for. Does that mean that that's now a formula? That, that you have to have hands laid on you, and, and after you have hands laid on you, you need to have a physical encounter? See, the difference to me is like, I don't discount the physical encounters because um, I've had physical encounters. I've had physical manifestations with the Holy Spirit. And they, they, they will come. In moments in time of your life, you could have multiple physical encounters. It doesn't mean the first time I have that is the moment I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, in, in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit fell on Cornelius' house before he even, you know, gave his life to Jesus. He just heard the preaching of the gospel by, by Paul, and then, boom, they, they got filled with the Holy Spirit, and they started speaking in tongues. In other moments, yes, the laying on of hands Another moment, uh, I think it's Acts 4.29, they're just praying for boldness. God, give us all boldness that we might preach your word and back us up with signs and wonders. And after they prayed that, asking for boldness, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's no formula, no one way for you to receive the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, I think it's separate. The physical manifestation, the physical encounters, which I want, God, sign me up. But don't fall in the trap of where you need to be and operate out of your carnal mind to have physical proof to believe something that is truth, an unseen truth. And here's the thing. The reason why I'm laboring on this and explaining it is because I feel like it's it's time to, to change the way we see things so that we could invite more people into understanding like, hey, it's already been paid for. It's already been given to you. You have it in your bank account. You're just not aware of it. Let's become aware of what we already have. Let's receive it by faith. And yes, if there might be a physical manifestation, there might be something powerful that happens that marks your life in that moment, but if it doesn't, you're not disqualified. If it doesn't have it, guess what? You already have it. You are baptized in the Holy Spirit because if you want it and you believe it and you receive it, it's yours.
God didn't create this thing for you to jump through a bunch of hoops. That's my belief. It, don't, it doesn't make sense to me. But yes, in your life with God, he's going to encounter you physically. You're going to have physical manifestations. If you don't, there's nothing wrong with you. God does desire, he, he, he honors hunger. I'm not saying hunger has no place in it. But I simply want to give you freedom today. I hope this is like good news to you. Like for any of you guys who have questioned, you might be questioning right now, like, oh, I've went up to all these altar calls. I don't know if I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, I made you aware of it <laughs> just right now. You want it? Receive it. Say, I want it. It's yours. You have it. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying this to like do a cop-out thing or, like, or discount you know, the power of God touching us in, in, in a way where we just physically... I'm not discounting that at all. Those things are great. But guess what? It's all about faith. It's all about truth. We have to start seeing with, with the eyes of the Spirit. Stop relying on our carnal mind, the things that we need evidence, tangible proof. Right believing will, you, with right believing, you will start seeing. It will start being an actual manifestation in your life. It starts with that. I, I didn't prep this guy at all today. I saw him here. Nick, where are you? Hey, can I have you come up here for a sec? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm putting him on the spot. Uh, yeah, just come up here. All right, yeah, give him a hand. <laughs> um, and, and please save his, his spot in the bathroom line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick recently shared with me how he started just uh, speaking in tongues. And it just ignited him on fire. And, and I just want you to share, just like in like, you know, one or two minutes, just short, brief, powerful, just that experience, like how that happened. And yeah, if you can. Yeah. Yeah, so um, about two weeks ago, I was like really focused on just soaking in the word and chasing God and kind of feeling like him tugging at me. And I was listening to the sermon from, uh, what's his name, uh, David Diga Hernandez, and he was kind of explaining how uh, speaking in tongues is kind of like a leap of faith. It's an act of surrender. It's like showing God that, you know what, like whatever I've heard about speaking in tongues, I can still believe that it's like of the Bible, it's real, and that I'm doing it as an act of surrender, an act of love that I'm like doing it for you. So like... Uh, when it happened, he kind of like told us like, you know, just let go of all the stigma of what you heard about it and just like trust that the Holy Spirit will take over for you and pretty much like pray for you. And basically he was t teaching us that like, um, that like uh, sometimes like when we pray, like we can't pray the perfect prayer. We're not like we don't have the supernatural powers like the Holy Spirit does. So what will happen is like the Holy Spirit, uh, if we allow him to, he can take our breath, our tongue, and our mouth and pray for us and pray the perfect prayer. So if we allow it to, if we surrender, allow him to take more of us, then like his power can be amplified. So once I heard that, all my stigma just kind of broke through and I was like, wow, like, you know, I think I can believe in this, you know. My whole time, like, my family, I thought it was, like, just weird stuff. And, like, I just believed in that, too. So up until that point, like, before I said it, I was still was holding on to these doubts. And then during the sermon, he just said, like, let go. Just let go. Say the first, take a deep breath. Say to the Holy Spirit, I surrender my breath, my tongue, and I just love you. So just take over. So I took a deep breath and I just went like, 
uh, and it, it just came out of me. It just came out of me. <laughs> Thanks. And the whole while, I was doing this while I was driving. So I just had, had like one arm out, like one hand like this praying, and I was just speaking in tongues as I was going down the 405. Just like, whoo. <laughs> it, uh, it felt amazing. I felt the Holy Spirit's presence upon me. Um, I felt like only before, I only felt like once, like his weight, his electricity, like his love. And at that moment, it was uh, not to the point where I couldn't drive, but it was great. It was great. Like, it was, it was tangible. It was there. And uh, ever since then, like, at that moment, I broke down weeping, just crying, just realizing, like, God is real. I've been chasing him this whole time. And he, for once, decided to meet me in the middle. And it changed my life. I broke down crying. And then I had that like Holy Spirit laughter where I realized like I'm going to heaven, heaven's real, and it just made me realize like um, I need to share the gospel because I need other people to experience this because you know uh, we we're so lucky to have God's grace, you know. And yeah, that's my story. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Nick was just telling me, like, after that, he, he's, his life just got so lit on fire. And he was just, he's just, like, on another level with the Lord, just running after God, his heart ignited. And that's one of the things the gifts of, gift of tongues does. It, it edifies us. So... I just felt like, hey, we're going to open up this space for Holy Spirit to move. He's not a figment of our imagination. He's not a, a force or a power. He's a person. He's here. He's very intentional. He knows the desires, the secrets of your hearts. Uh, his, he, he wants to fill us. He, he wants to endue us with power. Living life without the Holy Spirit is, is hard. <laughs> I mean, if you're experiencing really hard Christianity and you've never heard about the Holy Spirit, that might be why. Like, wow, like God's given us a power tool and we're using a power tool just as a normal manual tool. Yeah, that's hard. So in just a moment, I'm going to do this. We're going to start off. Um, we're going to start off ministering to people where you've just been made aware. You've been put on notice. <laughs> Holy Spirit is available. Deposited in your bank account. All you have to do is receive. We're going to give an opportunity for you to just receive that. Um, and the second group of people is also for, for those of you that have felt that same like trap as me where it's like, I don't know if I'm, you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't have this physical encounter. Like, so maybe I don't. I don't speak in tongues. Uh, it seems I'm just trying to make things up. And if whatever was shared today, the, the, the word just set you free. And you're in a place where you're like, I don't want to doubt anymore. I want to take this moment now that I'm aware, now that I'm aware, now that I know there's no strings attached, I can just simply receive by faith. I want to open up this time for you as well to receive the Holy Spirit. And my hope is that after today, no matter what happens, physical thing might happen, the power of God might hit your body tangibly, you might not feel anything at all. I want you to walk out of here assured with peace in your heart that you have the Holy Spirit, that he's, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not on your own effort, on your own merit. It's the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father, the guarantee. So in just a moment, what I'm going to do, I'm going to open up this altar. And here's the thing. I'm not doing this altar call so I could be like, look how many people came up to the front <laughs> or to embarrass you. It's simply easy to know who to lay hands on, okay? So if you fall in one of those two groups or you just want a fresh encounter with God, uh, I just want you to stand up and just come to the front somewhere.
and uh, ministry team, if you could come up, core team. Uh, if you're a BSSM alumni, you're here with us today, you could come up too. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to, as we lay hands on you, even, even right now in this moment, just have that simple heart desire. Holy Spirit, I receive you. Just that I want you, I receive you. I don't want any more doubt after day, after this moment that I'm fully baptized with you. Whether or not a physical thing happens or not, I'm leaving here walking out knowing that you're not withholding anything from me. That I simply have to believe and receive. So yeah, ministry team, you could go, go around just laying hands on people. right now holy spirit we just give you space to move be free in this place god we thank you we thank you for truth that the unseen truth always trumps the natural god right now holy spirit i pray that you would fill each person in here right now in jesus name right now in Jesus name with full assurance that Holy Spirit you are with them you abide in them you you came and you would not leave us orphans we thank you for your power coming upon each and every single person in here receive the Holy Spirit receive the Holy Spirit receive the Holy Spirit keep receiving I just felt like there's if, if there's those of you in here you've never spoken in tongues I just want to say there's freedom in this place there's no fear in this place we just want to create a safe place for you just to be able to have a space to activate that in your life just like Nick was talking about, it, it, it took him just to surrender his mouth. So if that's you, you have never spoken in tongues, and this is for every one of us, we're just gonna start praying in tongues out loud together. If it's a first syllable, it could be like sha-da-da-da-da. It doesn't make sense to you just say one syllable, just go with that. So right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for the gift of tongues. God, we activate that in each person right now, the gift of tongues in Jesus' name. Right now, just start praying in tongues. That's everyone. Just wherever you are in the room, if you're even sitting down, I, I invite you to just stand up at this moment. Just start praying in tongues together. Everyone just start praying in tongues. She Just open your mouth in 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 faith. Even if it's just one syllable. Ba 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 ba. Holy Spirit, fill our mouths. Holy Spirit, fill our mouths. Holy Spirit, fill our mouths. Just uncork that bottle and you'll have the Holy Spirit flowing through you like rivers, rivers of flowing waters, rivers of life. Just release it. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Shira da 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 da
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just feel, um, I keep hearing like the Mary Magdalene anointing. And I just feel like, is there, it's not just a gender specific word, is I just feel like there are people in this room that are called to sit at the feet of Jesus right now in this season of their life, but there's a pressure that's blocking them. So I just want to say, if that's you, be bold, like come forward. We want to pray over you to really usher you into that season of being just at his feet. So if anybody, does that relate to anybody? If you could just come up in the front, we just want to pray that this next season, that financially, emotionally, spiritually, you are supported to literally just sit at his feet. There is no other expectation on your life. So Father, we just, we just say, God, thank you. God, we're so grateful for these Marys. God, we're thankful that you have designed them to sit at your feet, that they're, they have chosen the better part, God. And so I just release right now the grace, God, the grace to go into a season of stillness, a season where there is no Martha kind of bickering in the ears. I just declare right now in the name of Jesus, I silence that religious spirit that is telling them to move. I just declare that you are welcome at the feet of Jesus, that you do not need to move. You do not need to move. I just declare that the Lord jealously, jealously covets your eyesight right now. And so Lord, I just ask you right now to release the favor upon this particular group, especially Lord, anything blocking them in their personal intimacy, their time, whether it's their job, whether it's just um, accusations of the enemy, whether it's expectations that should not be there. I just declare in the name of Jesus that is broken by the blood of the lamb. And I say, no, they are, they are to sit before the, before the feet of Jesus today. I just have this image of you running, 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 running off. There's like a cliff and all you see is like the precipice of the cliff and you're running and you don't know what's on the other side, but it's what, it's what Richard was talking about. We live by faith and not by sight. And these things of the spirit, we're just gonna run for them right now. We're just running as fast as we can towards the precipice. We see the horizon and you run and you run and you run and then you jump off that cliff and the net is the Holy Spirit and the wings of life that will lift you up. And I say, go church, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Everything is yours in the spirit. It is right here. It is Jesus. He's going to lift you up. He's lifting you up. He's lifting you up. He is your net. He is your net. We believe in the impossible because you are the impossible God. You make a way in the wilderness. Oh, we're going to partner with heaven. Jesus wants to replace shame. Bakahai. Oh, karatasi. Yeah, I just feel like right now the Lord wants you to know that um, whatever you're holding on to, whatever you think disqualifies you, whatever you think, hi, it makes you shameful or marked. Look at who Jesus chose as the disciples. Who were his disciples? Why? You are chosen and the blood of Jesus does everything. Makes you a holy and blameless new creation in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. If you're in here and you just feel like it's just been such a hard struggle with sin in your life. There's no condemnation here. If you've been feeling like you've been in a cycle of sin and you've just been stuck, this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. 
You can't do it on your own strength. So right now, if that's you, I, I just break condemnation off of your life right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just break through with power, that you would set people free from sin, not, not based on their own effort, but by your grace, but by your power right now. Come Holy Spirit, we break those chains of sin off of your life right now. We, we command those cycles to be broken right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. This is what we're gonna do. I just felt like going one more direction before we, we start to, to wrap things up, but I feel like God wanted to heal bodies today. <laughs> I, I felt like Holy Spirit wanted to come and physical healing. One of the things I heard during worship was scoliosis. Uh, is there anyone here that, that, that makes sense? Scoliosis, okay. All right, just keep your hands raised. anyone else in here if you have any needed healing physical healing in your body for anything I just want you to raise your hand right now okay all right keep them raised what we're gonna do is everyone in here you receive the Holy Spirit you're in deal with power you have the gift of healing I want you to go to someone just everyone just go around someone that has their hand raised Ask them briefly what they need healing for. It could, if it's for their back, if it's, you don't have to give a whole medical history, just simply, I need prayer for healing in this area. All right. The next thing you're gonna do you're, the next thing you're going to do, you're not going to beg God for healing. You're going to step out in the power and authority he's given to you to heal the sick. I just want you to command with a short, quick command prayers. Something like this. If it's someone's knee, just say, knee be healed in Jesus' name. Pain go in Jesus' name. Just short and simple. So right now, just take a moment to pray for them. So right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you. I command backs to be healed. I command scoliosis to go right now in Jesus' name. I command tinnitus in the ears, especially I felt in the right ear, be healed in Jesus' name. Even vertigo, I feel like someone in here has, has had like problems with vertigo where it's like, it's, you're kind of like off balance or have like fog in your mind. I command vertigo to leave right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Yeah, I also felt uh, plantar fa fasciitis. Just something wrong with the feet, even like shin splints. I command you, feet and shins be healed in Jesus' name. Feet and shins be healed in Jesus' name. Also getting like pancreatic pain. I don't, I'm not even sure what that is, but pancreatic pain or something wrong with a pancreas. Be healed in Jesus' name. All right, if you're getting prayed for for healing, you guys could uh, just take a moment to, to stop praying for one another. This is equally as important. Oftentimes, it's like it's in the moment that we test it out, we check it out, where we see the breakthrough. It's like the, 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 the blind man that was sent to the pool of Siloam. Like, go to the pool, wash your face, and you'll be healed. It's in the checking where we step out. So I want you to just test out your body to see if you notice any difference if you can test it out, 
if there's any difference in your body right now, if you had pain in your neck, is there pain there anymore? Has it decreased? If it was at a level eight before, is that a level four? Just start checking out your bodies right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone in the room where you feel 50% or better after prayer? Just wave one hand at me if you feel 50% or better right now. So one right here, two, three. Yeah, 50% or better. Just wave your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone uh, in here that you feel like 90% or better or like completely healed? Just wave your hand at me completely healed right now one right here awesome do you want to come up real quick anyone else completely healed right now wave your hand yeah over there can you can you come up too i just want to release what god is doing in, in the room right now Okay, all right, guys, this is Alexa, and I'm just going to have her share what God just did for her in this moment. So um, I've been dealing with sciatica for about five years, and it's been coming on and on, and just this week it came back, and I feel, I feel, like, I would feel like tremors in my left leg, and it would just be a lot of pain, and Today I am praying, I am pain free, and I believe and I have faith that it is gone. So just release the full healing of the Holy Spirit that Jehovah Rapha is completely healing everybody who had an ailment, oh God, and who stepped out in faith and said, We thank you, Jesus, that everybody is completely healed right now. Fill them with their holy fire and burn every sickness away in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just released that testimony of your, if you have sciatica pain, just receive that. It's for you as well. Uh, there, there was another person that just got healed over here. Who was that? Oh, yeah. What's your name? My name's Garrett. Garrett. Okay, Garrett, what did, what did God do for you today? Well, I've been having, like, pain in my, uh, kind of like digestive pain, and, um, I just asked somebody to pray for me, and it, it feels a lot better. But I, I do want to add to um, that it seems to be something that like comes upon me when um, I let my thoughts, you know, um, be corrupted by negative thoughts, and then I get stuck in that place sometimes. And um, it's almost like an open door for an, a spiritual affliction. But uh, through prayer and a lot of uh, revelation of the truth and God's love through other believers. Um, and, and bringing things out into the light, it, it yeah. opens the door for healing and, and yeah. cleansing, you know. So. Amen, amen. Thanks for sharing, Garrett. Hey, can I have one of the ministry team just go after the rest of that healing with Garrett, if you could go with him? Um, time is it. All right, guys. Thanks for being so patient with us today, just allowing Holy Spirit to move. I know he's doing more here. If you're still contending for healing, getting prayer for healing, just uh, feel free to keep receiving. Have, uh, just keep, feel free to keep going after it. I think we're just gonna wrap things up. Do you have So why don't you guys just all stand with me. If you're not standing already, if you can stand, uh, if you're encountering God, don't, no worries, there's freedom here. I just wanna pray. I just wanna bless you. Father, we just thank you for what you, are, what you did today, what you are continuing to do. 
I pray for just assuredness in each and every one of our hearts that there's nothing holding us from your blessing, from the fullness of the Holy Spirit in us. I thank you that uh, whoever uh, just received by faith the Holy Spirit, that you seal that promise in their hearts right now, that you, you cast out any doubt. God, I pray that our lives would be marked, marked by the Holy Spirit and fire, that we would be dripping with your presence everywhere we go. I pray for just empowerment. Holy Spirit, use us in ways that can only be used in ways that are just supernatural, beyond our natural ability. So I just bless everyone here. I pray that you would continue to wreck us. I, I pray that you continue to encounter us, even in our cars, even when we go home. Just surprise us with your goodness. Just ambush us with your presence. We thank you. In Jesus' name.